and welcome to the Original Content Podcast. I'm Anthony Ha. I'm Jordan Crook. And I'm Daryl Etherington. And every week we review a new streaming show or movie. This week, that is all we're going to do. We're going to review Bad Trip, a movie that launched on Netflix a few weeks ago. And it is a prank comedy starring Eric Andre and Tiffany Haddish. That's so dismissive to just call it a prank comedy well what would you call it it's like it's it's nothing and everything like what the fuck is it like (laughs) nothing and everything is good i'm so distracted by what what is this that was i said that a thousand times watching this movie which is only like an hour and 12 minutes long or something and i said what is this a thousand times i think it's a very it's a narrative tour de force probably is what i would call it i guess (laughs) you can put that on the poster from daryl some of my friends were like, you got to watch Bad Trip. It's so good. And the phrase they kept using was, it's so life-affirming. <laughs> yeah. No. That's fair. Wrong. My life is not affirmed. Well, Jordan, tell us about your experience watching this movie. I sat and turned it on, is how it started. And then um, things kind of went downhill from there. So I felt like... I didn't understand what it was from the trailer, but I actually was more excited after the trailer because I was like, oh, I love punked. Like, the part where um, people are getting pranked, like real life people, like candid camera vibes, like, I, I'm actually super into that. I can enjoy that. I'll laugh out loud at that. And those parts of this worked for me. Um, and then there were these medium parts where it felt like. Media. Yeah, there are medium parts where it was like, we're supposed to believe that that's just someone random that doesn't know they're being filmed, but actually they are an actor. And then there are parts where it's just narrative and acting, which were the bad, bad parts, in my opinion. (laughs) And I just didn't enjoy it. And I was, like I said, I was more, I spent more time being like, what is happening than I did like consuming it. But, I mean, because you understood the, the concept. It was just that the, it was the movement between all those different modes that you found sort of confusing or yes, just irritating. Yes, bothersome. And I just, like, I was so distracted by it. Like, and this isn't a spoiler, but there's a scene very early on in the show where our main character is running to his job because he's late. And he is breaking things and, like, running through uh-huh. people's homes and disturbing people and generally wreaking havoc. And I just kept being like... So do they pay her? Like, what are we going to do about that broken window? Or like, <laughs> and I just couldn't, it, the blurred lines of what was like a real human that doesn't know they're being filmed and it's part of this movie and people who did know and were acting, like the fact that those two things existed in the same scenes and in the same movie or show or whatever the fuck we want to call what that was was very distracting to me. I had trouble removing that part of my But what about mind. like um um you know what's his name? Sasha like Borat Cohen. Yeah. What about I Borat? Fucking That's hate the same Borat. thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Borat I hate Borat not so much for that reason, just because I think it's like not that funny. It's like so crude and like upsetting that I don't like it for that reason. But Yeah, I don't like I just don't like it. I, I would say that one of the big differences between this and Borat is that 
I mean, Borat, I admire, but find very, very difficult to watch because it's so cringy. And mm-hmm. um, I, unlike my friends, I would not describe this as life-affirming, but it is warmer and less cringy than yes. most Sacha Baron Cohen because in a lot of those, in the Sacha Baron Cohen movies, it's much, the joke is kind of on the other people who are on camera, yeah. who are often horrible people, so that's fine. But, but it's all just exposing, like, just the vileness of humanity is the whole thing, right? And then this is definitely not that. This is, uh, this is Now I can totally see why your friends would say this is life-affirming. It's like the opposite of that, right? Right. It's, it's usually people... There are people who are very alarmed or angry by the crazy things that are happening. But for the most part, what gets showcased, and I'd like to think is mostly what happened, is people trying to help out. It's like these crazy or horrific or gross things are happening... And at least one or two people is like showing up and being like, hello, I can provide medical assistance or yes, you should like go after the girl. Go for it, man. Yeah, I love I I liked it a lot, but I thought it was because I mean, even even when I was younger, I admit to liking the Jackass movies, even though that's horrible in retrospect, like (laughs) (laughs) I thought they were a fun time. I think they work for like a fourteen-year-old boy. Like, yes, that's who exactly. they're for. So, like, I don't judge you. That's like, you know, what's going yeah. on? But this this has a lot of that. But then it also, I thought it was just super interesting the way they did the like the movie making part of it. But I will say, I, it's not a spoiler to say like in the in the credits they they show some outtakes, mm-hmm. and I kind of was more interested in that the behind the scenes oh my god i turned it off immediately the second i saw a credit roll i was like oh <laughs> uh, well maybe see if you had watched this maybe you'd like it more because no. it made it it was maybe my favorite part of the whole thing except for and again without giving out spoilers i think the last sort of like in fiction segment of the thing was probably my favorite but then also second favorite might have been the outtakes and the spoilers I mean, the, the outtakes in a lot of ways feel like they're designed to sort of reassure you because they're like, see, see, everybody thought it was funny. It was fine. It's all fine. Yeah. Don't worry about these people, which is nice. But it, it also reveals that there is multiple takes with different people. So like all the people that are essentially like the secondary actors who are actually not actors at all, but real people like in the pranks. They did multiple, so there was multiple options they could have gone with at the end, right? And some of them just didn't work nearly as well, or you know, were not didn't didn't move the narrative forward in the the way they needed it to. So they went with other options instead. Where I would agree with Jordan is I do think that part of the reason this works is knowing that there are scenes where it's real people, and that you know, if if it wasn't for the kind of real world element, this movie would be nothing. Oh, it would be nothing. If you just did this with actors, it would be awful. It would be <laughs> one of the worst movies ever made. Um, and so there is, you are often wondering, you're like, how are people in on it? Do, what do they know? Is like, have they been informed? Who here is an actor? I mean, I think in general, you can kind of tell because um, it's when they start cutting to grainier footage of people's faces from like weird angles and then you're like oh i see this is like a hidden camera that's that's capturing a right. non-actor responding to what's going on and and also i guess in these scenes you can tell because there's more um 
there, there's like more going on. Uh, like like sometimes it'll be there'll be crazy things happening, but instead they're showing reactions. And the reason they're showing reactions is because what's actually interesting is how people respond. Yeah. And I, I, I will say that to me was my favorite part where you were like 100% sure that this is just a random person in a mall or whatever. And that what they're witnessing is actually bonkers and they're like acting like it's bonkers because it is. That was the part that made it tolerable to me. And I found myself like every time they would go back into the narrative, I found myself being like, okay, get to the next. Didn't you think it was a great story though? Frank. Great no. story for the ages. For the ages, because it's been told a thousand times. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really. They didn't expound on anything. Yeah, there's nothing the new line. happening. Yeah, at all. <laughs> but I think it's interesting that it's, oh, it's this type of movie. Which again, it's not like it. It's like breaking new ground. Like there's been other movies where they tried to make, like a narrative arc through also this like real world interaction prank stuff, uh, but. They also did it as a road movie, which is another popular genre. I think that's kind of a good angle on this and also something that was probably pretty challenging to accomplish. Uh, and that would made it well easier because they were, do you think they were like actually on the road or do you think they all filmed everything in one spot? Except for. Oh, I think they York, actually obviously. drove to different to different places so. and had them locally. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I thought that part of it was kind of fun. I thought it was like a bunch of things that were like somewhat warmed over but then combined in a way that was pretty interesting um like overall i thought it was it was really good and fun and interesting but there are individual moments where i was like okay i don't know about i think this is a, there's this movie has done too much i don't know i might i might jump out at this point but then i kept conceptually being like i find this very conceptually interesting so i'm i'm gonna stick with it and then there were parts that were very genuinely funny that redeemed it while as other parts i was kind of like I don't, this is over the top. This is unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, in general, I found the, um, yeah, the narrative stuff just, it sort of just kind of is the glue that gets you from point A to point B. And, and it's not like I'm invested in, in the characters. And in fact, I mean, some of the things that they do during the, the prank sections are so extreme that you kind of can't take them seriously yeah. as characters. Um, and so, it, it was very weird because on some level I like the narrative components because I would just be less tense because I wouldn't be like, what's going to happen next? What's the horrible thing that's going to happen? But um, at a certain point I realized that nothing really horrible was going to happen during the prank section sessions or like if it happened, it would happen to the actors and then the, the bystanders would be supportive and nice and good. And so by the end I was definitely like, oh yeah, like screw all this like scripted stuff. I just want to see more crazy stuff. But right. the, there was only one prank that, and I won't share it now because we'll wait till spoilers. But there was only one prank that I didn't approve of, and I just didn't enjoy it all. Oh, okay. I'm curious to hear this prank. It but we can't be spoil that the pranks. Shocking. That's the whole movie. Like if you <laughs> thought if you thought about all the different pranks that happened, which one would bother me the most to just watch? Not as like an offensive thing. I mean, it kind of was slightly offensive, but just as like I got no enjoyment or laugh out of it. Okay, probably can guess. I would say also like overall the the thing that that seemed to sort of connect the pranks to me was this idea of what would it be like if a crazy gross out comedy was happening in front of you. So it's not about like revealing anything about the people watching. It's more like how would you respond if 
somebody started puking in the uh, quantities that you see in movies, but you know, I've never at least seen in real life. How would you feel if somebody just broke out into a musical number right in front of you? And oh, that's one of my favorites. That one was good. Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's true because it is. It's like it's like all stuff you would see in like terrible '90s comedies or whatever, like with Will Ferrell in them. But it, but it's done in front of real people, and then it's like, what is the real reaction to it? So that is the fun of it. Yeah, but it's. I thought it was just fun. I also thought it was it was genuinely funny. Like even the scripted parts, I thought had some pretty genuinely funny exchanges between like Eric Andre and Little Ray Howery's characters. Like I actually really liked a lot of the the scripted writing. Not not in like the sense that I thought the plot was particularly great. Just that I thought some of the dialogue was actually pretty funny because they they are funny, right? Like separately, individually, but. And Tiffany Haddish is good in it too. So like the acted performances are kind of funny. They're just like, I guess the Jordan's right. Like it is tricky to like move around it and be like, uh, where are we going now? And what's happening? And when's the next prank? And do I need to pay attention to this part? And that kind of stuff is, is weird here. I also was kind of taken out by the fact that like, maybe not the, the two guys, but I do feel like, I mean, I recognize them. Right. So like, I feel like if, one of them was, you know, singing in a mall. I would be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But particularly, and I know she, like, had makeup and her hair was different and stuff like that. But, like, I feel like I would recognize Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I heard that voice and then I looked her in the face and I looked that close to Tiffany Haddish, I'd be like, you're Tiffany Haddish. What are you doing right now? <laughs> Yeah, I was I was curious about because yeah, I thought Eric Andre would be pretty recognizable too, but it didn't seem like they ever got recognized, and they didn't even show any in the the outtakes. outtakes. Yeah. Well, people seem to respond in this way that um, is less about oh I recognize you, but they would sometimes be like oh I knew it, I knew it, and I wondered if yeah. part of it was like recognize, particularly Tiffany Haddish, um, you know, who I, I think is probably the most famous of the three main actors. Um, yeah, and. One of the things that uh, I read in an interview with Eric Andre where he said that part of it is knowing um, who to approach. And so if you're approaching older people, like he was like, usually we try to talk to people over 40 because they'd be less likely to recognize us. That's interesting. Makes a lot of sense. Totally. And I'm but I'm sure there are takes where people are like, oh, you're an actor. I, I know what's going on. And that's just Tiffany not Haddish, why are you acting this way? <laughs> <laughs> Am I in your next movie? <laughs> that is not your car. Um, should we spoil it up or do we have more thoughts? Because I feel like you Let's really can't get too, yeah, you can't get too involved with it. I think one thing I'll say if you're like still considering, I, I would recommend you watch it. But I also think it's it's one of those things you can actually watch and, and do something else. broken up. You don't yep. need to watch it continually. You can just like watch a segment, watch a prank segment. You can almost watch it like a TV show. So it's really light uh, fair. I'll say it's a fine for um, second screen, second yeah. screen involvement as well. Like you could totally be playing a game on your phone or tweeting while you're watching it and it'll, it would be totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> true. I say this from experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you have not seen all of Bad Trip and you don't want to be spoiled, and I will say it is a movie that can be spoiled because some of the gags, the plot doesn't matter, but the gags are genuinely surprising sometimes. So uh, Mm -hmm. if you don't want to be spoiled, you should stop listening. 
Although a lot of them are covered in the trailer, let's be real. Maybe people are so excited about this they don't want to watch the trailer. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, I mean, I don't think we need to cover all of them. Um, well, uh, Jordan, what did you, what was the one that you didn't approve of or, or didn't enjoy? I didn't like the one where their penises were stuck in the oh. Chinese finger trap and oh. they were on the golf course and then they were going into the barber shop. That Wait, what? Did you not like that they were on the golf course specifically? No, no. I just didn't like that. Like, I, I felt Don't like. Don't disturb people's golf. <laughs> I mean, I am. Trickery. This is sanctuary, right? Yeah. Golf course. <laughs> but like, I just, you know, I thought a lot of the gags were pretty um, funny in general. Like, I thought they're, and not just like funny, like slapstick funny. I thought they were like pretty clever. Even like a simple one, like he gets his clothes blown off or whatever. Like right. anyone being naked in public is weird, but they like brought the narrative into that one so I could kind of get more into it. Um, I thought most of them were really clever and that one just felt like really, it felt very jackass. Like it felt like f- for a 14 year old boy would laugh at that and I just like couldn't, I was just like, this is fucking stupid. And like also their dicks look so fake. Yeah, they didn't look that real. That was my the part I didn't like about it. <laughs> I wanted to see a real dick. <laughs> that was part of what made I feel like if it if it was too quote unquote realistic, it, it would have been kind of horrifying and uncomfortable. But the <laughs> fact that it looks so cartoony. This might be a me thing, but I feel like a lot of people feel this way. Anything that has to do with someone's like <laughs> anything that has to do with someone's like genitals being hurt or in discomfort really bothers me. Right. I think that's part of the appeal of the humor is because you always have a visceral reaction to it. But I'm good with like general like discomfort uh, TV, right? Like people, there are people who like can't watch The Office because they're like, oh, it's too cringy or uncomfortable, right? But like right. nobody's dick gets hurt in The Office, really. Like there's something about that that I think we can me. find. There probably is apartment. one or two times where like, <laughs> I think there's a scene where Dwight grabs Jim by the dick and... Maybe that's why I was okay with it was because I didn't mind the genital pain, but I thought it was going to be very cringy. And so I was like, oh, no, like, I hope they don't actually do this with other people because I should have realized that literally anything that's grossed out, they're going to do with other people. Um, Yeah, yeah. of course. But I liked all the the responses. The golf course actually wanted to help. He wanted to help. I thought that That was was kind of funny. And then he got upset. He got got upset because he couldn't help. Right. I liked them. They were like, he turned on us. He turned on us. <laughs> and the barbershop guy, like, literally almost murdered them. Like, yeah, that could that have been was dangerous. A little bit scary. And he I had, think like, they a were knife. signaling that it was scary, too, to their producers or whatever. But it, it I, th- I thought it was funny. I liked it. I thought that their energy throughout it was like, I like this because they were just, like, so screaming. And, uh, like, it was another thing where I was doing the Anthony thing where I was like, what would I do? <laughs> like, <laughs> This just came through. Because what would you do? I wouldn't assume. It, I don't think I would assume anything was a prank in uh, going out about my business, right? I think that's the nature of why these things work. Because you're not like, oh, where, where's the camera? Oh, where's Ashton? Right. What's good? Like, people don't assume that in real life, right? It has to be, I think, fast and overwhelming, too. So you, you sort of short yeah. circuit the sort of like what's happening here. And it's just like, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is crazy. I just feel like maybe, and maybe, Anthony, you can um relate to this i feel like in new york like you see so much weird shit all the time that you almost are like blinders like don't come near me like if two dudes walked up to me and had like a their dicks connected by a trap i would definitely (laughs) be like 
ignore, ignore, don't acknowledge, don't yeah, look at yeah. them, don't say a word to them, just like keep fucking moving immediately. Yeah. Right, which is why it's great. They got to take where the they got to take where someone was like, "I'm gonna fucking beat you with a <laughs> driver." Like enough. Well, you would also be like, two people who got themselves in this situation are probably not stable, normal people. Right? No, yeah, whatever that means. But you'd be like, I'm "This safe is interacting with." Yeah, all. you'd be right. like, "These people are dangerous for many other reasons." Right? But it's not in the city, crucially. Right? Like they do all this stuff en route to the city in more rural areas of. I guess the South. <laughs> yeah, I was really worried at, a, at some certain points. But can I talk yeah. about some of my favorite ones? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I loved when he busted out into song in the mall. I thought yes, there was one, one guy in the crowd that was hilarious. Yeah. They kept going back to his takes. Or his yeah. And he, takes, like, and he was like, what? <laughs> I mean, you guys can't see us listening, but once you watch the show, right. you'll know exactly what face we're making. Um, and then I did like the dude on the park bench. I thought he was pretty funny as well. <laughs> Giving the love advice. He was like, you got to go for it, man. Yeah. I th- I was definitely nervous for them when they went to the gas station in Buford, Georgia and spilled gasoline all over themselves. And the yeah, poor cowboy yeah. was like, I don't know what to do with y'all at all. Um, but he was trying to help too. Until he was covered in gasoline. And he's just like, man, I can't help. Yeah, get away like, from get me. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, again, I, I feel like I would be the same way. If someone was covered in gasoline, I'd be like, you know, I tried. Good luck, dude. Yeah. Yeah, no. Again, like, you're a dangerous person. Like, what are you doing? That like, you're dangerous. I can't be near you. Um, I think my ult... Oh, okay, wait. Before I get to my ultimate favorite, another one that I liked was when uh, Tiffany Haddish steals the police car and the dude in the donut shop is like... <laughs> he's laughing at the cop who got his car yes. stolen. And he's like, he must be like an idiot or something, right? <laughs> I just thought that was really yeah. funny. That's the, is it the same guy who says cops love donuts? Yeah, <laughs> cops, like, he was like a comedic genius. I loved yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and then the, the one that I thought the ultimate prank that I thought was like the funniest and also just like, if anything was life affirming in this film, it was this scene when the, they wreck the car. Yeah. And there's a guy that's trying to keep them from fighting. Yeah. He's the hero of the movie. He is the hero of the movie. He is Definitely. a good man. Like, I want to know him. I want to buy him a beer. Like, man, he just really knew what was up. He's like, listen, he, he has a concussion. And maybe he is an asshole, but he has a concussion. It's not the time. We all got to yeah. back away from the car. The car's going to explode. <laughs> we got to back away from the car. That's I, that good. one was amazing because they flipped that car in front of people and then they were in it like i that i need a making of because did they actually take the stunt car and then flip it and then crawl out or what the hell happened yeah i bet there weren't real people in there and then they're probably like but they knew exactly where it would land and so they could they put uh, the behind it or something yeah and they could like crawl out from behind it or something yeah but they also, and then they blew it up. And the, uh, while the <laughs> crowd was still relatively close. It was slightly dangerous, felt like. Yeah. I One scene that made me laugh but definitely bothered me was when Tiffany Haddish is escaping from the prison bus. Oh, yeah. And the guy is cleaning the graffiti off the wall and he, like, sees her and he's like, you better run. Like, that had to be an actor, right? No, I think that was a real person. That's yeah. why she kept you think coming that was back. A real it's person? Like, yes. It's funny because yes. it's a real person. That was a real being... person. Yeah. See, Jordan, I think that. most of the people who you are questioning whether they're real people or not were all real people. Like for me, it was there was only, there was a 
like the the one cop who got his car stolen like he right. was obviously an actor there were people who were like obviously actors but then i think anybody else who your question about was probably actually like a real bystander i liked when the army guy uh vaped after having that really yes. intense conversation that with was him, and he pulls I out a vape so that was such that. a good moment and I do, you, like, yeah, I was like, me and Tara were both laughing at it. And she was like, why is that so funny? I was like, it's so, it's great. <laughs> because he got stressed <laughs> out and he's like also a real person. I think we think of like military people as like, yeah. you know, just But he delivered people. this, he delivered basically like what they needed him to say, like almost like line for line, Perfectly. like what you, yeah. for the plot. And then yeah. like after he gives this big motivational speech, he just like. <laughs> he goes and hits this giant monster vape. <laughs> Right, it's this amazing tough love kind of motive. He's like, you got to pull yourself together, man. You think, You've you know, been talking to me for five minutes, and and you you said you'd suck my dick. You got to get it together. <laughs> you said you'd suck my dick to kill you. <laughs> 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 That's so stupid. Maybe I didn't hate it as much as I thought. I was just yeah, distracted exactly. If you by think it. back to it, it's it's a little, it's definitely lumpy. Like it's just got some parts where you're like, okay, well, you didn't really need to do that, or like this one didn't hit as much. But then the moments that it does have are great. And like I said, my favorite part was the end part when they go as white girls to the ball. <laughs> I just <laughs> couldn't the whole thing, which they've set up because they had a conversation where they were like, well, you could not do white girls in real life. Uh, white yeah. chicks you guys white chicks sorry yes sorry I use the, the derogatory term, classic please. film <laughs> i'm glad that was my mistake rather than the reverse yeah okay I don't know um is, that was but... good <laughs> and extended i mean okay let's I, I feel like we should also talk a little bit about the gorilla scene yeah oh, yeah we should i've blocked that one out that wasn't a favorite of mine that one was uh it was it was extreme, and it was one of the ones where I felt like it would be the easiest to see somebody seeing through it. Although nobody appears totally, because totally because it looks like a human that gorilla. Yeah, the gorilla suit does not look that great, and I I bet if you talk to them, they'd be like, "Yeah, we didn't even try." Like we just all you have to do is make them believe, like, "Oh, this is the situation." I think like, it's what Anthony was else? saying. It's like fast and it's happening already, yeah, so you're like, yeah. "Don't have the time to question it, really." Yeah. But it's I I I kind of at first I was like okay I don't know this is and then but then I liked when <laughs> they went wait even so we should further. tell the listeners that yes describe the scene Daryl he goes yeah you describe or, it, or Jordan I don't please say that. no no go ahead Daryl I'm good so, I've said dick like six times during this episode, so he goes so. into the he sneaks into the gorilla pen at like a zoo it's it's like one of these like off the highway zoos i don't think it's a licensed zoo i mean maybe it has a license but who knows what that means um, it's like a tiger king style zoo yes <laughs> tiger king style zoo exactly and there's like a tour group or whatever going through or just people there i guess but there's also there's a gorilla pen and they're kind of looking at the other pen and eric andre is like i'm gonna take a selfie with the gorilla it's unlocked and then sneaks into the cage and is trying to take it and the other people start to notice and then the gorilla obviously grabs him because, like, oh, it's a gorilla. It's going to attack. But then it doesn't just attack him. It, like, it takes his pants off and <laughs> starts having sex with him. Correct. Um, yes, really aggressively uh, while everyone is watching. And they appear to. I don't think it's fair to say has place. sex. <laughs> it raped him. That's true. You're right. Okay, that is fair um it's pretty crude and stupid and juvenile but i don't know it was just very absurd so i was like okay like this obviously 
strains credulity so much that like it's just the dumbest shit ever especially when he like because then he goes back he, like, right, that's what out. makes it good he goes back that's what for that's what made it good for me at first i was like this is dumb and crude and like uh, not really you know necessary and then he's he gets out and then he's like oh my phone's in there <laughs> he goes back in and then the gorilla grabs him and uh i think they say face fucks him in the in yeah. the and then there's gorilla scene. semen. Wow. I really didn't. Wow, an, you guys. An excessive I, amount of gorilla semen. I didn't yeah, think just, it could get worse, but then you come up with those types of terms. Yes, yes. Well, those I'm are just trying to be precise terms. here. This is, this yeah. is, I'm, I'm back on the fence of not liking it. And this is precisely why, because we are three, three people who should just not be talking about a gorilla face fucking a dude. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, that's true. But this was another part where it was the... There, no was one the, should be. No one should have to say no. that. No one should be talking about it But it was the outtakes that made it. this for me. Because the director is like, no, but he has to... You gotta turn around and look back. You gotta really sell that the dick's going in the in your mouth. And also, the gorilla has to turn back and look at them like this. Just like a dead <laughs> eye. <laughs> he does it, and it's just so... <laughs> perfect but also awful <laughs> oh, I, I guess to me what also makes it work is it this is to me the scene that just you know in a regular comedy i would be like this is stupid i hate this like right um imagine stifler doing it in american pie 17 or whatever it would be awful like no right. one would ever like that right but <laughs> the fact that it happened in front of people and they were like what is happening like to me makes it weirdly joyful Yes, yeah. I have to be done with Gorilla. Are you guys good? Yeah, let's, done, let's move on from Gorilla. Let's move on. So there was also a scene where um, after Bud and Bud and Chris have had a fight, and Chris decides he wants to apologize to Bud, and he gets on the, the bus. Oh, I love and this scene goes in and gives this big apology and <laughs> a terrible apology. It's like, I'm a shit. I'm a shit that I suck out of asses. I suck shit out of asses and like all <laughs> kinds of crazy shit. And the people on the bus are like, what's going on? But then they end up on his side and they're like clapping because they finally made up and they've watched this whole dramatic narrative play out. And then <laughs> at one point Chris says, let's take this bus to New York. And one woman <laughs> says, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it good. often hinges on like the final reaction from one yes. normie that like makes the difference. I also thought yeah. the pizza scene, the pizza shop scene or bar or whatever I where like the, the one bar, woman like the was bar talking. Restaurant. Yeah. She was getting too involved and I felt like her husband or whoever was with her when they were like, "You talk too much." Like, yeah, you stop. Talk too much. These people yeah. are <laughs> crazy. Don't get involved with their story right now, please. Well, the great thing is because what's happening in this plot, because we said nothing about the overall plot because it mostly doesn't matter, but like is that um, the Eric Andre and Lil Lil Rel characters, uh, they uh, have stolen Tiffany Haddish's car so that Eric Andre can meet up with the girl of his dreams in New York. And so Tiffany Haddish breaks out of prison and... um, Hunts them down. It, is tracking them down. And so there's a there's a one restaurant where um, she comes in and is like, have you seen these people? Have you seen my car? And people are like, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. You got to get out of here. Calm down. Because she's also like firing off a staple gun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> she fires it and it's just like she's got a gun and it's like no it's, <laughs> no, it's a staple, staple gun, gun. <laughs> <laughs> then Eric Andre and Lil Rel come in and they're kind of um, 
like also being like like trying to just hang out people like you got to get out of here somebody's looking for you (laughs) and then tiffany haddish comes back and then this woman is like oh they were just here yeah go get them <laughs> Which was that was that great. woman was involved in all three interactions though she was like yeah you, she you was also like you gotta get out of here yeah you yeah. took the car like is she gonna get you blah, blah blah and then of course she comes back in she's like yeah go kill them go go take them out <laughs> and her poor was... husband or her friends are like yo you gotta chill you gotta not get involved with this it was great it was yeah. great well I want to the thing about the bus scene that to me is so great is that you see so many romantic comedies usually romantic comedies where, you know, somebody is leaving and then their, like, true love runs onto the plane or runs into the airport or whatever, and they give a big speech about how they realize their mistakes and they should be together, and then usually the bystanders cheer them on. And I feel like there's always a little question, like, oh, yeah, is that realistic? Would people behave that way? And in this case, it was. That is exactly what happened. Yeah. Well, with some resistance, though. I feel like in a rom-com... The crowd is like instantly on the side of whoever's apologizing and ready for everything to go, you know, happily ever after. And it felt like at first they were like, what is this? Like, what are we? And his apology was so crude and weird that they were like, what in the world? And then (laughs) they kind of got into a back and forth, more of a dialogue about like, you're a bad friend. This is a bad apology. And I think by that point, these people are like, well, I'm already here. My time is already being wasted. I might as well cheer for a resolution. I feel like a resolution is better than a continued conversation. So once they've resolved their problems, everyone's happy because they're going to go on their trip. And then he suggests going to New York, and they're like, no, no, <laughs> not going to New York. On that. I, I think it was a mix. I think some people were genuinely emotionally invested, and some people were just kind of like, all right, yeah, sure, let's wrap this up. Yeah. I Also, we should talk about the scene um, where Tiffany Haddish finally does catch up with them. And busts into an art gallery, completely yeah. destroys a bunch of art. I'd be interested to know how they pulled that part off. Um, but I actually found the the hanging from the roof scene much more interesting, and the bystanders in that one much more interesting. I think the first reaction when they see Tiffany Haddish holding him off of a roof, many stories up, is what did you do to her? Right. Which I yeah, thought yeah, was yeah. one of the funniest reactions. Yeah, yeah, they blame him. <laughs> they like knew Good instantly, like, whatever you did, you you deserve this. And then someone apologize. starts yeah. praying. And I always wondered, how did that woman feel when she was told, because she's like praying for like strength, resolve, save everyone, keep us safe, everything. You know, she's like very heartfelt prayer to, that this situation doesn't end in tragedy. And then as she's still praying... Tiffany Haddish pulls him up and I would have felt like oh shit like I really do believe in God like that felt like a very causal situation where I started praying and then the situation was resolved and then she found out later that it was a prank show and no one was ever going to get hurt and I just I was really curious about her mindset on that (laughs) yeah they I don't they didn't do that that particular woman wasn't in the take sweat park could, but the other ones were like that were down there and yeah. they pointed out one woman who just did nothing and they just shamed her they were right. like Tiffany Haddish is just shouting at her yeah <laughs> you ran off to the corner and you just continued eating your shit she was just so ashamed of it. The, the, there was some brilliance in the fact that they the people who were a part of that prank were at a food truck and thus had nowhere to put 
food in their hands. So they're right. literally dealing with a crisis and they have to choose, do I drop my food? Do I or hand do I my food to someone it? else? Or do I keep holding <laughs> and potentially eating my food yeah. while I watch, you know, impending doom? And that was a really funny part of it as well. That was good. But you also mentioned the gallery scene and that my uh one of my favorite parts in that is the the bouncer, which also was, was like one of those one. things where it's like you could not have asked for that to go better because I'm a hundred percent sure that guy was you really not think an he actor. wasn't an actor? No. So they needed to have a scenario where he just didn't let him in then. Yeah, I think they did. And then I think they were just like, Oh good, this worked out. Like we or they would have worked out some other thing. There's just something about like at the end when he's like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like that felt like. Yeah, he's the one guy I'm not 100% sure about. I really thought he wasn't. Ugh, and it's hard for me. Maybe maybe I like, I, I don't know, but it was hard for me to believe that there would be a dude who would like. Remember when, when she gets out of the bus and she runs off? He's like, you need to run. You need to go now. And then the police officer comes up and is like did you see her? Where did she go? Like the fact that he still stuck with it. He was like, maybe you should go that way. But he didn't actually say that he saw her at all. I don't That's know. Because it like, it's so, yeah, it's, he has such a conflicted response. That one I totally buy that that was a real person. I don't who, know. Yeah. Oh, no. So the bouncer was real. I just looked this up. The bouncer wow. was real. And then he was really angry when they told him it was a prank because he, because he betrayed, he like didn't do his job, and they didn't want it to be on film. That he oh, was like, "Oh, that would make a lot of sense." Like he's a bad bouncer. It, yeah, but then they had to. They did manage to finally convince him to sign the release, like after a lot of uh, cajoling. But right, because I think that's part of the thing about the making of these movies. I guess particularly, I, I think with Borat, maybe you have he's to go like, back I'm, after the fact and get yeah. them to say yes. Right, right. With yeah. Borat, he but might get it beforehand. Because basically, right afterwards, because they they're like. They film and then they immediately come out and go like, oh, pranks, pranks. And they show them this stuff. And occasionally you'll see people in the movie whose faces are blurred. So in those cases, I, I assume they didn't sign the release. Yeah. They didn't sign the release. Um, but that almost everyone you see in the movie is somebody who was like, yep, I will be in this movie. Yeah. I mean, most of them are in good fun, right? It's not like they made them look like idiots. Except, and that guy. The golf guy, I was like surprised bad. Golf guy, I'm pretty surprising. Yeah, yeah. Because he did. Like turn violent. The barber wasn't again. blurred either. I think, which I yeah. But I think surprising. of all of the people to turn violent. Like that's the situation where I would turn violent yes. too. I'd be like, yeah. what yeah. the fuck? Get away from me! Like you guys. Yeah, are... you would worry for your safety in that situation because, like you said, you're like they're probably unhinged people. Yeah. How do you get into that situation and expect me to treat you like a logical, rational human being? I can't. I have to respond yeah. with violence. For right. My own and and you could. I mean, if it was a real situation and somebody. If somebody runs up to you and is like, hey, help me with my penis, like, that's sexual assault for them to yeah, say yeah. that to you or to actually try to coerce you into doing that. Yeah. I feel like Team Golf my guy. greatest takeaway from this podcast and the show is that I regret, I regret all the things we talked about today. <laughs> you regret talking about them or seeing them? Yeah, or? I don't know. I just like, I'm left with a feeling of regret. I haven't fully processed it and worked through Aren't what exactly Aren't you just happy I that... Regret. A white chick's works in real life. <laughs> the white chick scenario. It sort of works. People knew work. something was yeah, up. Yeah, I feel like people were like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, that's also a funny prank, though, is like when someone is trying really hard to pretend like something's normal when they know that it's not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, they come in and you, I feel like if you saw those girls, those white chicks, <laughs> you'd be like, what's up with the, like. <laughs> you would probably think something was weird. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're just like, I, I don't know what, I don't know if I can put my finger on it, but like, what's going on here? And, yeah. but you want to be polite, right? Right. You don't, you because be because you can't put your finger on it, you, you don't want to like. You know, so you're just like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, thanks. You know, and uh, some of the stuff that they were saying too. What did, what did what's his face say when he he was like, think white, and he just started saying stuff. Oh, yeah, oh, it was. What very was good. it? It was all classic. It's like we're gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, to a filming of Doctor Phil later, or like it was like something really. <laughs> it was just a list of like three things in rapid succession that were just the dumbest like. And it was also like not conversational. Of. It wasn't like, hey, yeah, how yeah. are you? It was like, yeah. here's what I'm about to do. And there are a bunch of white things. Yeah. yeah. But I liked the the Tiffany Haddish participation in that too. It was also really good and very surprising. Uh, I'm looking for a sugar daddy. Wait, no, they, yeah. no, they said that. One of the, they were, yeah. the men who's all. Yeah. And she was like, being a white man is amazing. Like, I just walked in here <laughs> yeah, and no, no one, one said a word done. to me. <laughs> And then she goes up to the DJ and tells him to get <laughs> off the stage, and he just does. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, Wait, so Jordan, you still feel overall, though, that we haven't turned you around on this movie? No, not really. I mean, so it's one of those things. Sometimes we watch stuff for the podcast, and I'm, like, actively upset with you guys because I feel like it's time for my life, my precious life, that was wasted on something that I didn't want to waste it on. This is like one of those things where I like, if I hadn't ever seen it, I'd be completely fine. Like I don't, I wouldn't feel any FOMO or anything, but I'm not like mad at you guys that I have watched it. I'm actually more mad at like just the the content of this conversation, to be honest. (laughs) That's uh, I just feel like we talk about things that we like shouldn't be talking about. I don't know. (laughs) Not not shouldn't be because we should be able to talk about anything that we want, but like. I don't know. I feel like it took. I'm gonna make a note to myself to check the explicit content button for this one. For sure, like a triple explicit. I I used the f word like seven times, and that doesn't even go into the gorilla semen or anything. (laughs) (laughs) All right, final thoughts on bad trip. I feel like I just gave mine, so go ahead, Daryl. Yeah, I don't know. I just watch it. It's fun. It's good. uh... (laughs) Good for the whole family. Great. Yeah. Shut don't, up. Don't watch it with your children. It's not good for the whole family. <laughs> or your parents. But yeah, it is good. Don't. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's a fun light light fair. And it is if you're like looking for I feel like it is better than Jackass in almost every possible way. But if you're like, oh, that's the kind of thing I'm in the mood for, except better, this is definitely it. Yeah, I will say that its redeeming quality is it wasn't, it didn't hurt anyone that it was pranking. Mm-hmm. I feel like even punked and stuff like leaned in, like kind of blurred the lines on that. Where like, I could see some of those celebs. We don't feel anything for them because they're celebrities. But if they were actual human beings, we would feel bad for them. Because some of that stuff was hurtful or like mean or traumatic. Exactly, yeah. It made them, yeah. But this was like, if anything... I think the people who were pranked in it would feel better about themselves afterwards because they'd be like, oh, in that situation, like I would do this thing that was good or helpful or whatever. 
like in a, and when have they ever been in that situation before probably not ever right so it's kind of nice to learn that about yourself anyone who is in this movie who's listening to this podcast you should feel good about yourself you did good reach out yeah. to us we'll email we'll interview you let's keep the conversation going because i'm so excited <laughs> about it I mean, the lady who, like, <laughs> wanted those people to die, I don't know. Like, <laughs> She's one I'm most curious to talk to. But she, oh, it was because yeah, yeah. they'd stolen somebody's car. She was like, That's this true. should be resolved. She wanted a good Justice. payback. That's but nice. also, Tiffany Haddish wanted to kill people. So I feel like in that situation, you look at both sides and you're like, I don't want anything to do with you guys. And the, she is balance. a lean-in woman. And so I want to yeah. talk to someone like that. So different from me. Right. So if you have thoughts on Bad Trip or whether or not you would have sent Tiffany Haddish to murder these two men, email us, info at originalcontentpodcast.com. That's info at originalcontentpodcast.com. If you say something fun or interesting, we'll read it on the next show. Um, You can also follow us on Twitter at Original Content. And of course, we love it when you subscribe and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. Thank you for listening. Daryl and Jordan, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.